Welcome, you crunchy granola people, to Anime Was Not a Mistake, another episode. I, of course, am the facetious witch with a mouthful of platitudes, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Here, as always, with my fellow co-host... The robotic octopus, Dan Ryan. Ah, uh, cephalobot in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, but we'll save it for a few moments from now. We've got big news to discuss. We do, we do. But, um, yeah, this is a humble, mostly anime podcast, but this week, as I want to mention at the top of the show, of course, this is a Sinister Six episode, yeah. where Dan and I take some bad movies from a sinister beret and pick them at random but we'll get to the details a little bit later so um feel yeah. free to join us but anime's yeah. coming yeah. Yeah. but it's, it's your last choice to yeah. back yeah. <laughs> oh, well there are three sinister picks indeed today yeah, so. so uh yeah this is a final warning <laughs> tune up the podcast go live your yeah. life go touch some grass like we always say yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no. Mm. So we did say it. We legally did tell yes, you that this yes. is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. You can't sue us this time. Well, um, it's been a short, eventful, um, <laughs> depressive, manic ep- uh, week <laughs> that yeah. we've had. Yeah. But there's been a few good things that we've had. So any life... Video game, um, I don't know what else we talk about, anime-adjacent news to discuss this week? Um, I, well, anime-adjacent, uh, well, well, anime-related, mm. uh, ranking of k- kings, still quality, still ongoing. Still ranking them kings? Yes, um, I believe One Piece should have aired its 1,000th episode by now. Wow. I Do you feel old yet? Uh, exceedingly. Uh-huh. Um, but I I did not sit down to watch it yet because I have not caught up with the uh, the rest of. I mean, I read the mm-hmm. Wano arc, but I have not watched, watched it. Yeah. Uh, and the again, the anime has been top tier mm-hmm. animation wise for this whole stretch because the you know they're emphasizing you know, the importance of it. Um, but I will do that soon. Mm. Um, otherwise, obviously, we'll save the the big video game yes. news. Um, but really the only, uh, original thing I had to bring to the, the table today is just, I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, how is it? Uh, fantastic. Good that Chris Pratt continues to get cancelled further and further, though. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, rightfully so. I mean, I was always an Anna Faris stan, let me just say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, with him it's just kind of weird that his whole, like, playing Andy Dwyer and then Star-Lord mm-hmm. has kind of allowed Pres- him to coast... <laughs> Yeah, you know, like 
with goodwill as if he is either of those fictional characters. But he did go to bed depressed and sad, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet that's like, I did that tonight and I didn't have to tell the paparazzi about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, if he was getting pushback from it, it's because he, uh, you know, he, he went and looked for a fight. He, like, he posted something very, you know, hurtful for his his ex-wife. Well, and much it was... like me in a production of Les Mis, it was very tone-deaf. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, the voice barely carried past the... Good thing I die in the first act, come back as a ghost. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, but he, he's not in this Guardians game. No. It's, it's all um, similar to what they did with the Avengers thing. It's all... Uh, kind of similar-looking characters who, you know, uh, kind of merge their movie and comic designs. Mm. Uh, but as I implied last week, if the Avengers game put you off this kind of stuff, this this is it's just it's night and day. Yeah, it is purely a a story-focused, funny, very very heartfelt game so far. Like mm. you you walk around with this team and even though they're not they don't all embody the same tropes that their like movie counterparts do like yeah. they their personalities are i guess like i think more in line with like their comic selves mm. but it's got all these like little sweet dialogue moments between them where like they'll awkwardly try to have like heartfelt moments yeah. with each other and you'll get character development that way they'll give you shit when you go exploring for like items on like the side paths mm-hmm. and they'll make fun of you for it um and the gameplay is just really really smooth like you you only control star lord yeah. with his you know uh, guns akimbo and stuff but you know you, you can't play as the others no hmm. you but you do signal them to mm-hmm. do things and you unlock skills for them okay uh that they can intervene with um so yeah it's so it's, far it's uh, not like fetch questy because i worry that square enix got their hands on a, a video game property that's adjacent to superheroes and i know how they they do sometimes oh well no no that okay. was the event that was the avengers game okay um i i don't know uh, how much we unpack? Or I, I, I think we talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah. But that it is is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You, it is not. So far, I have yeah. not been dropped into a looter shooter type okay. environment. It's purely a story thing. Um, if anything, more so because it does little like dialogue tree options that'll affect how the missions play out, and mm-hmm. you can only get certain missions if you make certain choices. Yeah. So, you know, this it's not... I wouldn't say it's a it's an exceptionally branching story, but you can... It, it lends itself to replayability because you can you can get different chapters, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been good. Yeah. yeah very good. All right. Um, continuing the video game trend, uh, Elden Ring had a 15-minute... Mm-hmm preview of that Mm -hmm. and initially i'm like well this game's too hard and grant's just gonna sass me for not being good at the game (laughs) and not playing as he does but i did have to buy it as i do and i'm gonna try it again because you know the thing that sold me in this the magic (laughs) you could have a magic build yeah you could be an enchanted knight and cast spells (laughs) i mean i didn't even remember to watch that preview. Wow, but Dan, I... you missed Alexander, the neighborhood-friendly pot boy. He's just a pot, and your best friend. But I, I did, I did also pre-order it because <laughs> um, I love the monster designs. Yeah. I love everything I've seen, and I. I, I still gladly buy Souls games mm. to fail at them and, yes. you know, see what happens, yeah. but... Uh, you know. to be the whipping boy for Grant, so... Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. 
the stores. But I, I did purchase that. It looks amazing, as always. Um, mm-hmm. It looks to be, at least I saw a few discussions online that FromSoft is doing consistently what CD Projekt Red couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> By releasing games of, you know, better and better quality instead of... Diminishing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's a story for a different time. What else did I have? Oh, I saw um, Edgar Wright's last night in Soho. How was it? Not good. Oh, but uh, not good in like it's a great drunk watch. It's very like if you know me, it's like ah, <laughs> I could see the target audience of this, but I was just. There's moments where there's CGI, and I'm like, oh boy, you're really overusing this. And it feels like a Doctor Who episode, because you've got Matt Smith right there, too. Mm-hmm. And I, it, like, it did some things where the main character is not relatable at all. She's just kind of dumb, mm-hmm. and I hate to say that. And, of course, Anya Taylor-Joy shines. She's the best part of the movie, with mm-hmm. Diana Rigg in her final film appearance. And oh, they, okay, they do yeah. justice for her, which I'm very happy. The movie's even dedicated to her, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun time. I think that's something I might actually bring on the podcast because it's equal parts stupid and equal parts camp. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the soundtrack is a bop. That's mm-hmm. what you were listening to as you came and arrived today. Lots of singing, uh, swinging 60s hits. Yeah. Um, Didn't Anya do a song? Anya does three songs, mm-hmm. in fact, and uh, she's good. I love Anya Taylor Joy. I think she's the. Uh, we can all agree that she's having an, a great career, a real glow up and wonderfulness since, yeah. you know, her start. I want to see her in more stuff. Um, yeah, but it doesn't feel like Edgar Wright hit it out of the park with this one. And even, you know, Macabre, who's a, a big Edgar Wright stan, was like, oof, that was not good. I mean, that's what it, it seemed like discussion kind of dropped out, dropped off once mm-hmm. it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a similar example this past week that I did not see yet, maybe maybe I will this coming week, was mm-hmm. The Eternals. Oh, Matt saw it. He said he liked it more than a Black Widow and the last big Marvel movie. Oh, no, he liked Shang-Chi the best. Yeah. Well, yeah, Shai, yeah. yeah Shang-Chi yeah. was the... Yeah. Was, um, yeah, but this was a second to that, he said. Well, I because I don't know, it's it's one of those things where, like, the, the critic reviews are not good, but well, the Well, I heard fan... it got bombed because it has gay characters. Well, it. yeah, well, yeah. it did, mm. but the, the like, the, the audience score is much higher than the, the critic one, and mm. usually when they... They you know, swap. There's an... Un- yeah, yeah, when there's, like, an unsuccessful bombing campaign by assholes, but it's like... I I would be I'm very interested to see it. TikTokers have ruined some moments uh, for me. Of course, like they've spoiled some things that that happen. Damn you, uh, TikTokers! <laughs> you know, just um. But I, I'm still going to see it. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Uh, but I don't know. It it seems like these days it's like hit or miss with like these big advertised movies comes out and they 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 lose a lot of momentum once they actually premiere like it's not mm. I don't I don't know how long it's been since we had like a sustained blockbuster yeah you know or something that feels well, like that at least in the Marvel canon uh, yeah mm. uh, y- yeah you're asking the wrong person though you know but yeah. even like it, it feels like even no time to die didn't make I, waves once yeah. it, I didn't see it yet either mm. I was going to go see it with a family, but I, I, we never got around to it, and mm. it was just, you know, I'll, I'll do that eventually, because I do love James Bond, but... Mm-hmm. I hear it's good. It, it feels yeah. like, you know, excitement, pe- people's attention spans are like, they're not making, you gotta, you gotta make a big splash to kind of mm. get anything mm-hmm. done, and, uh... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my final news for the week before our big news docket. Oh, I have one more too. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can go. 
Because oh. I've talked too much. Unless you want me to go. Mine's small and stupid. Okay. Well, I, I will... Uh, I, I started Kingdom Hearts in <gasps> Oh, that's not a small thing at all, Dan. It's Dan, a small world, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, Dan yeah. has started Kingdom Hearts, but I doubt he'll get very far in that miasma. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. And perhaps I'm jinxing myself, but even bringing it up yeah. is one of those things where I'm... I heard I, you I get... were doom-scrolling, and you turned to old Dolan and Gooby. I did, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I needed... Uh, I, I needed something to to not be looking at the you know the, the to stop doom scrolling yeah. and i thought well what's the opposite of that yeah, it's... well i have a light essay on kingdom hearts <laughs> you know and, and you know kingdom hearts is firmly i think the opposite of that yeah. so i i started it and i'm going to make an earnest attempt at mm-hmm. it but i've already gotten the dopamine rush from saying that i'm going to yeah. do it so, so maybe it'll vanish in a week um, but I want to know what the, uh, what the, all the hubbub is about. I mm-hmm. want to properly appreciate Sora being in Smash and mm-hmm. everything. I want to, I want to see what all the, uh, and, and honestly, like, I mean, I've kind of, Kingdom Hearts has been, like, overlapping with my life, and because of you. Yes. Uh, I, you was I, the primary The fingers thing, pointed. The, yeah. the, you know, the patron saint of it. Well, you know, look back in the face of evil, Dan, and look right back at you. <laughs> but also with stuff like Oni Plays and other video yes. game channels, like, cover it... They grew up with it, yeah. ...in detail, and I'm like, okay, I've, I've literally watched most of this maybe i should try. like that was my mm-hmm. catalyst for playing hitman and some of the resident evil games was was just seeing other people like like okay i, I could you know i'll go try this and see what happens yeah um right, i'll light yeah. a candle in the sacristy for you dan yes <laughs> and pray <laughs> and then i i think we uh you gotta push through to either birth by sleep because you're gonna love birth by sleep that's like the dan kingdom hearts game mm-hmm. and then um you'll love kingdom hearts too because it's like the most critically acclaimed one yeah and it flows a lot better than one and three huh. yeah um the others you could just watch the cutscenes. they won't make any sense either way uh and I guess, because uh, it reminds me of it, but the only other tidbit I have mm. before, if you want to get into your big thing, mm. um, we got, we got, we've been getting more Pokemon BDSP trailers. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, like, they've dropped, like, one every two days so far, mm-hmm. showcasing stuff. Uh, that game is out in two weeks. Um, I still think it looks good. It's It looks, you know, it's cutesy. It's whatever, <laughs> whether or not it will be anything on a content standpoint is uh, remains to be seen. But apparently, uh, people have been getting their hands on copies of it. It is leaking in some regards, um, but Nintendo is striking them down faster than they can yeah. kind of exhale, as, as is their right. Yeah. But... Um, Maybe within the next couple days, we'll start getting feedback on what it's actually like to play through it. Mm. So, if anyone if anyone is on the fence, and not bound to it like me to the fucking Flying Dutchman, then mm-hmm. you, you know, you can wait and see what people are actually saying about it before it comes out. Yeah. Because uh, we know that sometimes, like, IGN and the others cannot be trusted with <laughs> Pokemon. Too, too so. much water. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's all I have. Um... So, in the middle of my depression, I was also on TikTok, as you were this week, and I came across a TikTok saying that there was an anime film at Khan that got a 14-minute standing ovation. Mm-hmm. And it piqued my interest because it's none other than Bell by Hosoda, which, yes. you know, check out our previous episodes. We had a whole Hosoda versus, oh my gosh, why is the name slipping me? Perfect Blue. Oh gosh. Satoshi Kon. There we go. Um, thing that was really interesting. And of mm-hmm. course, this will be added to our watch as well. So I scoured the internet 
And by some means, I found a copy with English subs. Yeah. And I sat down with my tea, and I watched it, and I have to say, I loved it, Dan. Mm-hmm. I think that Belle, I think the surname is the dragon and the princess with freckles, mm-hmm. is like the full title. It definitely feels like, as I told you, the other side of a coin when it comes to Summer Wars. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's in the exact same universe. It has a similar vibe to it. It gets dark, um, but there are moments of levity in it, and the characters are lovable and enjoyable. I think it's another instant classic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's better than Summer Wars. Um, It's definitely on par with Summer Wars. I could even say, like, since I've seen this once and Summer Wars has, like, that emotional connection between you, me, and, like, anime in general. Yes. That that one's been around longer. But this definitely feels like, if you like this Dan recommendation, try this slightly Jonathan-flavored treat. <laughs> no, and I can see, and I'm glad yeah. that it worked out that way. Yeah. I, I have not watched it yet. Yeah. I You you sent along, uh, by all account, the legit, it was a legit site where you could you could watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I might wait to watch it in a theater, perhaps, because ah. I like doing those little one-off anime theater premieres. You like they... the smell that pervades the air, Dan? <laughs> well, there was there was barely anyone when I went to see Infinity Trains. <laughs> it was... Uh. Yeah, I, I... You know, it depends on where you go. Mm. If you go to a smaller one, then yeah, but... The bigger ones in the middle of the day, no one else is there, and that's what that's what I prefer. I yeah. prefer to sit there like well, Citizen maybe, Kane and <laughs> maybe if you find a viewing, yeah, I'll come along. Of course, I'll hop in the. You can drive Miss Stacy. I assumed it would yeah. it would make good podcast discussion mm-hmm. fodder, but um, I won't spoil it. But I, I think it's well, even like the three D style animation. Um, you know, sometimes it's jarring, but mm-hmm. they handle it in a good way here. And like I said, the characters are all likable. The music is great. Um, it flows, it feels a little bit overlong at points, but it has a payoff in the end, mm-hmm. but not in the way that you would necessarily think it would pay off. No, I am excited. Yeah. It does, it does seem to be, I mean, I, I don't think we'll be getting it in theaters here until January, <laughs> mm. but, you know, give us something for the new year, perhaps yeah. we'll cover it maybe yeah. after that. And, uh, a little spoiler, minor, the internet whales return. A good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. front and center again. John and Yoko, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it would say that would be a large bill to uh, to foot because Summer Wars is probably probably one of my top three anime anything but behind like in terms of oomph like Film Z and Promare which mm. bedazzled me yeah. uh, and remain you know so and we still got to cover Promare it's like I, we, I mean we, that's we, your we job Dan yeah. um, whenever but, you deem it worthy. Um, but no, I, I am excited. I, Hasoda has not, he's produced yeah. some, like, multiple favorites of, yeah. of mine. And so. especially when it comes to, like, internet worlds yeah. and digital, like, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, the, he always does it well. The, the seeds planted by the Digimon movie mm-hmm. blossomed into a, uh, you know, an immense ancient forest. Yes. So. Um, but that's my news aside from our big story on the docket. No, that's it. I'll follow your lead. Uh, the Animal Crossing update has hit, along with the paid DLC of mm-hmm. Happy Home Island Designer, whatever. And, you know, life continues on. It's never been happier. We're in the good times, Dan. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. relaxing. It's beautiful. They added over 9,000 items, if you include the variations of new items, to the registry. They updated dialogue. We've got Cap and Island tours. We have Stretching in the Plaza. We got Harv's Island with, you know... Uh, the the con like the uh, caravans yeah the caravans the... which I wish updated more than once a week 
as they do. Oh, it's once a week. I think okay, I yeah. assume so because Red has offered me the same two things. We'll see tomorrow. Yeah, Leaf offered the same right, things so. also, so it's <laughs> swipe the <laughs> swipe the sweat from our brows. Then thinking that something went wrong for me. But, uh, you know, baby steps, and it just feels like life is coming back into the old gray mare again. <laughs> yeah. feel like Dolly Levi with my maple leaf pressed in my Bible saying, I want to rejoin the human race. And Dan won't get that reference, but it's okay. Someone out there will. You know, the Broadway Among Us. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm sure. But, it, it, no, it is legitimately one of the most relaxing yeah. things that... Uh, and Dan hasn't touched the happy home yet. And I, that's literally the mo- I said, I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes and design a home. Two hours later, I look at my wristwatch and I text Dan. Well... <laughs> you got to give those animals a good pandemic vacation experience. I give them a better house than the one I live in. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's just like I... It, um... No, I've just been, I've been, like, using the new items and setting up stuff on my island that I hadn't, you know, like, the amusement park and the uh, farm and, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, that's, that's what I love doing there. Yeah. Uh, Even without getting into the the happy home designer stuff, which is, which is inevitable and soon. Um, But, uh, no, it's just, it, it, you know, I know that New Horizons has gotten some crap over the Mm -hmm. years, uh, maybe because, you know... uh, it felt like, even though it added a lot to please, you know, those of us, like you and I, yeah. who really want a lot of, we want our islands to be just so, yeah. um, it, you know, it opened up the doors for that, but I guess people were kind of, they didn't like the trade-off of losing, like, the Main Street stores, the, the yeah. like, the Well, New Leaf and Pocket and... Camp still have more content. Yes. But, you know, this feels like a good mediation between the two. And yeah. I could see and understand that even though it's Nintendo and, you know, they hoard some stuff even though they shouldn't, they made an earnest attempt here to be like, yeah, here's an olive branch. We well, no. It to you. And, I mean, it feels much more fully realized. Yeah. Like, it feels like, like with, um... Like, with the Cap'n Boat Tours, like, I found an island that provided most of the the star bits wow. that I had been mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you can go to those islands, and it can be night or day or any season, and it's like, you know, so maybe if you're one of those players, like, you know, like myself, who forgot to do the meteor showers, <laughs> mm-hmm. or who, you know, had stretches of not playing as much... Th- you can you have these options now to go in and, and you know get recipe stuff get mm-hmm. some enjoyment out of it um like it, it like it feels a lot more fully realized than it did before this update yes. dropped so yeah so i'm happy for that i hope that they still maybe even add some more paid content it depends on the success of this mm-hmm. because if they expand on this i think it'll be the best animal crossing yeah even though it's still you know it's it's up there now this boosted that and the $25 price tag was okay, because it's included with that awful <laughs> virtual yeah. console ripoff. Yeah. That hopefully we'll get an update someday soon, but who knows. Um, but I'm happy for now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll continue designing my island homes and living out my best Animal Crossing life, mm-hmm. making sure that only the most beauteous villagers can move into my town. <laughs> and Dan can take the rabble. The, the tropiest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The tro- His open arms policy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me your uggos. <laughs> Your oohs and ahs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Though uh, the uh, the one gorilla might have to get the boot for... The lovely Shino. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Shino, oh, yeah. Shino's replacing Dizzy the elephant, so... Uh, <laughs> Dizzy know. got got, huh? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Only a matter of time, but... 
But yeah, mm. all quality. All right. Well, with that, we've moved on to our, unless you have other news aside, a tangent. I do have a tangent. A tangent. Well, well we, we probably, like, yes. this is not no great creative shake on my part. We promised this last yes, week. because we forgot we talked about it in the first place. To do some Dune casting. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, Dan, I not into sci-fi. Wasn't into sci-fi a lick. You could give me a Star Wars, you could give me a Star Trek. Maybe an odd Doctor Who episode I was into. Mm-hmm. Not for the right reasons, though. And then I saw Denis Villeneuve's Dune, mm-hmm. as I mentioned on this podcast, and it changed my life forever. And I said, hey, I'm going to read that book. And the book, just as good. I love the first one. I'm enjoying it. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. I even started the, uh, I don't want to finish the David Lynch until, like, I finish the book. Yes, yeah. But um, I'm working my way through it, and even that's fun, too. It's, like, good sci-fi, which I never thought I would find something that clicks with me in this specific sort of way. It's a flavor that appeals to you, and that that is, uh, I think, a good uh, recommendation for a lot of folk, because Dune, in the same sense that it invented a lot of tropes, or, uh, I guess, mainstreamed them before Star Wars... Um, and, and Star Trek and everything. Uh, well, no, not before Star Trek. Man, I, I, I don't know the timeline. I apologize. Mm. But, you know, it, it is I think still... it was before Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, because I was taking notes for a certain other podcast, but I've said too much, I've said too much. Yes. And uh, the Mentats predated the Vulcans. Yeah, okay. So then it is. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of info you can find on my other podcast, Drink and Read, coming at you soon. So it, uh, it, <laughs> it uh, yeah, um... It, it, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, mm. well, it's just, it, even though it, it served as the foundation for a lot of tropes like that, it is still, it still stands out very much as its own thing. Mm. Like, the, the, the space travel and that technology is kind of secondary to what's going on on this one primary location, this struggle between, you know, race and class and everything that's mm-hmm. going on on this planet you know how it's being exploited the implications that this has on the rest of the galaxy and it you know it, it is not what you would expect from like a you know so if, if star wars or star trek is not to your liking then this is it is very much its own thing yeah. Yeah. uh you know and i could say that not as a, a timothy chalamet stan which i'm not but i do like zen zendaya mm-hmm. but she was barely in this movie mm-hmm. and it, it just like i was like oh this is like interesting like it's using politics religion environmentalism yeah there are all topics at the forefront here and like the world was interesting it's very pretty movie like the score was transcendent it just hit me in a way that i haven't experienced in the cinema show in a while so oh, in the in the book will develop that yeah, stuff oh, even further so, oh yeah. the book let me tell you that uh reverend mother and uh, the the Baron himself. Had, yeah. The Baron is me. If you ever yeah. wanted to know what I am, as I'm like frolicking my fat fingers over a globe saying, I'll bring down the Ryan household. Yes, yes. just you wait. <laughs> That's me. But still get good publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, bring know, the chocolate cream. <laughs> I, no, I assumed that, um, you know, I have not finished the the book yet. I know shades of what happened because the the internet spoiled that for me hmm. a long time ago. But um, I look forward to every single Baron chapter because he, you know, and that's that's another you know, if you enjoyed the movie, it would be interesting to check out the book because the Baron gets to ham it up. Yeah, like it, like um, what is it? Uh, Skarsgård's performance mm-hmm. has him as a very like understated imposing Quiet, menacing villain yeah but book him is is like 
every fucking sentence is is a backhanded compliment or or a scheme or an insult or a mm-hmm. and, and you know when when I read it I always imagine him talking like Jimmy Glick mm-hmm. like I hear that you are a very stupid person what mm-hmm. do you think about that like I mm-hmm. that's how I yeah. you know he every scene with him is a delight because he's he's a colossal asshole mm-hmm. and it, it it's like you know. You know, so again, it's an interesting because with with the whole atmosphere of of the Dune film, it you know Skarsgård's performance works very well there. But you know, yeah, it, it, definitely give Book Baron a try because oh, he he is uh, he's he's like he's like the most fun part of the book. I think yeah, he's a great he is a great villain. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, and I just like. It took me by surprise the way they treated some female characters. And I know we get, like, the white savior stuff. It, that Like, mm-hmm. that's still there. There are still issues in this book. But, you know, in reading the backstory about Frank Herbert and such, um, because I do have an episode devoted to that, I was learning a lot. I was like, oh, he was, like, an environmentalist. He worked for papers. He, like, explored the world. Um, he was, like, a relative to McCarthy, I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, didn't stand... Like, didn't like those beliefs, I think. Yeah. It was very, like, oh. Right. I mean, I, I get where you're going. But anyway, the treatment of female characters so far, at least, like, I thought that in, like, the sci-fi trope, like, Paul's mom, Jessica, Lady Jessica, was going to be a one-and-done character. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mom's going to die. That's going to inspire my tragic backstory to, like, seek revenge. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. And that surprised me. I was like, oh, this could happen in sci-fi. It's not like, oh, the princess needs saving. Yeah. So. It, 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 it is... Like you know, it it even for its age, it's um like you you can't get around the white savior stuff, but yeah. but arguably what happens in Dune is not like uh I like I don't think anyone comes away thinking that this whole situation is for the better because mm-hmm. I hear it, that Paul takes a turn. Yeah, and it's and it's like even like at the end of the day, it was very much programmed to happen that way mm-hmm. by like the the Bene Gesserit and, and everything Bene Gesserit, yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> and you know, so it, it is a very much like an artificial construct that you know we got to have this this lighter skinned person come in mm-hmm. and and they're you know they got to do the right things, hit the right buttons, and mm-hmm. then this whole you know this plan that we definitely won't lose control yeah. of will will start to unfold and it's it's like um yeah so it's it's i don't know like i don't the the characters in dune never feel like they're being they all feel very intelligent mm. like they don't feel like like the ones that are supposed to be getting duped usually aren't mm-hmm. getting duped and you gotta. That's why you gotta. You gotta read it and or watch it because like the schemes and the strategies unfold like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm glad you've tasted the spice <laughs> and I you have. seem the to spice be spice melange. And you seem to be. Uh, you, know, you know, I heard that melange and I went, oh, qu'est-ce que c'est? Spice melange. You gotta look out for worm signs. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do those non-rhythmic walk cycles. The yep. desert walk. <laughs> <laughs> where you play like the girl from Impanina and I'm like yeah woo. Um, but yeah Dune talk mm-hmm. more content coming at you in future based yes. around Dune so look forward to that yeah of course alright well 
30 minutes on the dot. Good timing, Dan. Shall we get into today? Well oiled machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we get Squeeze. into <laughs> Squeeze and I'll, you know, make a sound. <laughs> um, but uh, should we get into today's torture? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. You're in charge. So, uh, to give you a casual reminder, as we do with all of these episodes, this is our Sinister Six series. Uh, Now at our Sinister Seven, so we've gone above and beyond, Ben. (laughs) We've lasted this long. This is our seventh addition to the Sinister Six. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. Mm, I can do math. Uh, The Sinister Six is where Dan and I present six movies, ranging from so bad it's good to just plain awful, and watch them with very minimal notes, commentary on the fly. Uh, ranges on taste or lack thereof. Choices pulled at random from the bad movie bag or bad movie beret because I haven't found a bag yet. No revealing picks until we're all um, all are chosen, so genuine reactions are plenty. Choose and suffer. And contrary to popular belief, I did not stack the deck this time. I wanted to so badly, Dan, because within my cheesy, trashy, oh my god, I can never classy. remember. Classy. Classy picks. There's one that's long that you're gonna hate. And there's two short ones that I think you would favor in here, but I won't get as many kicks out of it Mm -hmm. as I would the long one you would hate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're treading a fine line here, but, you know, trashy, classy, cheesy. These are still my three pillars that I'm going to try to keep to. So I'm going to pass the bad movie beret to you. I reach in if I take my hand out. (laughs) The gom jabar is at your throat. (laughs) The most deadly poison in the world, Dan. And then, of course, give me a few minutes to get my shit together and prepare a a uh, non-rehearsed reaction to what Dan picks. Choose wisely, Dan. You can only pick one. What will it be? The Faster Pussycat? Or codename What a Gas. Faster Pussycat. Kill, kill, kill. What a gas, Dan! This is a good one. Oh, okay. It's a Russ Myers joint. Not the one one that I, you know, would have gotten my most kicks out of, but you know what? The one that I don't have physical media for today. So there we go anyway. Um, Let me get out some notes. I don't have a box to show you, so please give me a second. But this is a Russ Meyer joint. Hold on, I have an index card in here. I can always cut this out. Is this falling into classy, trashy, This or... is trashy. Okay. So we've watched two trashies back-to-back being showgirls. Okay. And now this. So, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill is a 1965 Russ Meyer joint who's, you know, the director of Fanny Hill, Valley of the Dolls, and Beyond the Valley of Dolls. Mm-hmm. So... He's all about camp, and he's all about womanizing and mm-hmm. misogyny. Yes. <laughs> so we apologize in advance if this movie does not hold up with, like, you know, today's common practices. Mm-hmm. But I thought it's a fun watch because every movie in this line is a solid one-liner. Mm-hmm. And it's a fast, fun, furious time at the cinema show. Um, it follows go-go dancers on a, ma- a murderous spree across the California desert. Okay. So just to what expect. Uh, it was both a commercial and critical failure on release, but now it is deemed a cult classic. This is a common trend with the movies that mm-hmm. I seem to pick as of late. Um, Follow up to Russ Meyer's original Motor Psycho, um, and it's a loose remake of. Oh my god, I can't read my own. Oh, Bergman's The Virgin Spring. Oh, it kind of is! Because I had my Bergman rewatch. Mm-hmm. It's like a morality tale gone awry. Yeah. I, that's a very loose comparison. I probably wrote that down because I thought it was crazy. And some people have compared it to the uh, Greek tra- tragedy of Aeschylus's Eumenides. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Aeschylus's work. Uh, I do recount that if I. Mm. Uh, uh, do you? I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I, I am not positive. I'm not brushed up on my Greek tragedies. Mm. 
Anyways. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh, <laughs> the main draw of this film is one Tora Santana as Varla, whose real life is crazier than any film could be. Mm-hmm. She ran the gamut from poverty to being an exotic dancer to being a downright crazy fun good time in her mm-hmm. life. And she's playing, like, herself on the screen. Yeah. Um, fresh today, uh, strong feminist leading is somewhat hidden under Myers' workings, according to some. Inspired the likes of John Waters, Quentin Tarantino, and more based uh-huh. on this film. So you're going to see a lot of Tarantino-isms. You're going to get someone with, like, the Madonna cone bra going like, Damn you, man! I'll kill you right here! In fact, I'll do it right now! Okay. And, like, proceeds to strangle the man on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, it was also a direct inspiration for Pee-wee's Big Holiday, where the villains in that movie are based on the three leading ladies here. Okay, interesting. (laughs) It's all across the board. Uh, For Cringe Corner, uh, this is dialogue straight out of the 60s, so we get a lot of daddios. And, Mm. you know, typical since we were listening to uh, One Night in Soho. Like, this is a great 60s swinging film. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... There's a character who's in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. and they refer to this character... His name is The Vegetable. Okay. Which is bordering on terribly offensive. Yeah. <laughs> by yeah. today's standards. And we're not condoning it, obviously, no, but, but we have to. it was a different time, as my catchphrase. Please mm-hmm. bear with us. Um, it's very TNA. Tits and acting. <laughs> People are, you know, flashing their gams and then making some acting choices, Dan, that yeah. Yeah. may confuse you. But nonetheless, we will persist. And it's got less plot than a grilled cheese. Okay. Yep. But it's going to be a fun time. I don't know if you're familiar with Russ Myers. My first Russ Meyer was, of course, was Valley of the Dolls and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Well, I I, I am not... I, I know, because um, Russ Myers gets referenced a lot in a lot of places, mm-hmm. and so I know what... I know sort of what to expect stylistically, but I feel like, if it helps, I have through Mystery Science Theater, watched a ton of movies like this. Or I think, I would assume, maybe trying to rip this off or rip things similar to this off, where, like, it's got go-go dancers, it's got a non-plot, it's got some murder in, you know, an isolated location, Mm -hmm. it's got, like, a lot of exploitation, it's, you know, uh, I think, um... It was not... uh, Who was the guy who did a lot of the... The, the, like, the the porn freak-out movies. Oh. Oh, my gosh. We'll come back to yeah. that. But MST3K it? did a ton of, like, of his movies, and it was, uh, you know, like, um, The Sinister Urge and things like that. So, I, I'm expecting a fun time, because these, these movies, like, these, in, the, in a trashier sense, they're always extremely entertaining, yeah. because it's, like... You know the the daddy o dialogue. The yeah. you know it, it, it's they're they're tropey and interesting to behold. I think mm-hmm. so. So fun time. Um, shall we get into it? I'd say so. Yeah. Let's rev up our engines, and I'll never knock muscle, but there's a lot of bread in there, Dan. <laughs> and that'll make sense as we watch. I'm sure. He's got the bread recipe. Woo-hoo! Oh boy. <laughs>
know, Dan, when I've had enough of this stuff, it's podcasting time. And it's just about podcasting time now. We watched Faster Pussycat. (laughs) Kill, kill. And what did you think, Dan? I would sincerely recommend... uh, No, not... uh, Well, yeah, no, recommend it. But uh, (laughs) rank this as one of the more enjoyable Sinister Six picks we've watched. Wow. Because it is, it is like, uh, I, I know, and I apologize that my frame of reference is very uh, slim here, mm-hmm. but it, it feels like an MST3K movie. Mm-hmm. MST3K did, like, so many episodes of these weird little crime thriller movies from the 60s where the, the main crux of it seemed to be, like, we have cars and we have a set in the in the desert that we can use for something mm-hmm. and you know they they produce gold i think yeah yeah i agree yeah. i think i had a lot of fun watching this with you especially as a uh, faster pussycat kill kill version yeah and Russ Meyer adjacent version yeah but um it's a fun time it's a cool classic for a reason you know it, it, it's got its it takes itself on its own chin yes <laughs> it yes takes its hits um but yeah Fun time. Shall we get into the Sinister Scant synopsis, Dan? I'd say so. Yeah. All right. So we begin with, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women killing drugs. Sex. The 60s line uh, pictograph pattern. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The tension is building. Yeah. <laughs> Sex inspires violence. And, you know, this movie, despite being, like, you know, taken on face value for some things and not aging as well as one would hope in mm-hmm. the modern era, it's kind of a morality tale. As you, Like, it's a thinker. Yeah. When you, like, you don't get all the details here. You, you ponder about where these ladies came from in the first place, what brought them together. Yeah, and how and, it ends. And I was having trouble pinpointing the vibe that I was getting, mm-hmm. but yeah, you you mentioned like some kind of play, uh, a Sam Shepard play. Yeah, yeah, and also maybe even if like you cut out some of the euphemisms, like like a book that you might read in high school or middle school, mm-hmm. or like you know, because the violence is very passing, and it's like it's trying to say something, oh, yeah, yeah. but it 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 is. The delivery of of whatever it is going for is kind of muddled by other things, but it's it's definitely you know they have monologues and other moments where they're like, okay, this might have uh, in another life gotten an award, but like you know, <laughs> aside from the golden raspberry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I that's the sense I get. All so right. it's it's interesting. Uh, we also continue with these violent chicks because our movie stars a trio of chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be anywhere. They could be your school marm or your uh, your Shih Tzu uh, secretary on yes. your island. <laughs> they could be anywhere at any moment. But it's clearly a Russ Meyer picture because we open on erratic 1960s shimmies and like a go-go club. Yeah, and the men are just going, "Go, baby." Go! <laughs> As you would in a go-go club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, go! Uh, we get tons of TNA, tits and ass, and we meet Varla, who is played by the incomparable Tora Santana. Mm-hmm. Like, I can imagine no one else playing this role quite like her. No, of course um, not. She's the lead chick, and she is opening, driving down the desert highway, cackling, Dan. <laughs> laughing her head off. Yeah. Um, Tora... Um, Santana grew up in an internment camp, so her life is super interesting. Hmm. Uh, she was a member of a girl gang. (laughs) Okay. She, um, was a world-renowned stripper, and she exclusively owned the rights to her own image. 
Okay. So, yeah. like, every character based off her was either played by her or she would get, like, money if, like, she felt that that was, like, her own life story. Okay. She has, like, an yeah. incredibly interesting life. I don't know if there's, like, a documentary on her or a biopic, hmm. but I would love to see it down the line. She just, like, you know, she lived life fast and free as Pussycat Kill Q. Mm-hmm. Um, but very interesting. So, over opening credits, we see three cars and three wild ladies race in the California desert. Immediately, Billy, who's the blonde of the group, she mm-hmm. was originally intended to be played by James Mansfield. So, I don't know if you know your classic movie notion, but classic movie antra- actress James Mansfield was originally intended to I be do, Billy. I do, I yeah. do, yeah. yeah. So, it had been an interesting uh, thing to cast her, but uh, Billy dives into a pool of water and we get the line, Oh, this is a gas! <laughs> so she jumps in, clothes on, and Dan's like, oh, I know what's in store for me in this film. <laughs> um, but, but not really. Yeah. So. And then our third, our Italian stallion, Rosie, is like, you're gonna let the cookie bake in there or what? <laughs> and like, they drag her out. Um, there's lots of animosity between these three gals. And Rosie reluctantly retrieves Lady Godiva being Billy. And she goes, like a sponge, I'm going to soak you up. And proceeds to, like, strangle her as they fight in the desert. Yeah, they they do not, they do not get along. No, Uh, and I mean, like, we get the, like, how were, how do you think these three met? Like, why are they friends? And we pose the immortal question, which is the Dan Grant and Jonathan of the group? Yeah, and we tried that, but we had trouble pinpointing it. Yeah. Because uh, at any given time, they fit the tropes that... <laughs> I mean, would... <laughs> initially, we would feel like Varla would be the Grant. He's got the head on mm-hmm. the shoulders, and we're the two bimbos idiots. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> I would be the Rosie because of the thick Italiana accent. Yeah, which and... is sometimes Transylvanian. Yeah, well, you know, the, the method acting. I've lived in that role for two and plus months. <laughs> and Dan is the innocent youth Rosie, but, you know, I found some of myself in every character here. But... Yeah. It was just interesting to pinpoint us three as these three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Grant was uh, Grant is you get him, girl. I mean, yeah. that, that is one of his signature catchphrases. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Dan, care to share about the score in this film? You put down Batman theme immediately opening. Well, uh, the score is very uh, erratic. Like it will, from moment not from scene to scene, but from moment to moment, uh, kind of from shot to shot, the background music will change. Um, to anything like it will become menacing uh sometimes that telegraphs when something bad is about to happen Mm -hmm. sometimes not every time Mm. but it will you know it'll go from menacing to an upbeat weird little like uh dick van dyke show yep yep uh sometimes it'll be like the batman theme sometimes once or twice it was like a booming sword and sandal background yeah. piece. Uh, it's crazy. They don't they yeah. don't do scores like this no more, no. Dan. Uh, now they charge by the song, so you yeah. can't do that. So But yeah, I like I guess music that they had access to that was kind of lying around and you know, they put it in wherever they felt it needed a kick, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like the way the camera shoots this film and of course like these girls are constantly fighting, like, in their skivvies on the, mm-hmm. the sand of California. Could you think that Russ Meyer would be exploitative? And maybe his films would follow suit. Yeah. yeah I, I would say I'm, so, yeah. I'm thinking Valley of the Dolls has to be a watch because it's a fun time mm-hmm. in, like, the opposite way. In a similar style, it's in color, it's fun, it's camp. Mm-hmm. It's another classic by Russ, but, um, you know, he seems like a skeevy sort of man, but we enjoyed this watch, so yeah, I'm well, not going to deny that. Yeah, I, I probably, probably with, uh, for, you know, because uh, this is a Sinister Six pick, we mm-hmm. are not going in this, uh, into this expecting 
uh, art to be blown yeah. away by. Yeah. But again, I, just for the amount of things like this I had to see through MST3K, like it's, it, I don't know, like it, it feels right at home there. Mm-hmm. Like these, like you know, very very thinly plotted <laughs> crime movies that you know. They give you a moral, but the moral has nothing to do with anything you've seen. <laughs> I think the moral works in this, and we have to, like, discuss, well, like, this, well, yeah, okay. like I said, I think I can write, you know, an expose, a, a piece on this film. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, well, we'll get there, all perhaps. Right. So <laughs> Varla goes, all right, chickies, and tells the trio to call it quits, stop fighting, we got business to take care of, but we're going to take care of it the way we always take care of it. A drag race on the salt flats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to determine the hierarchy of the group. So it's yes. like much like us. Yeah. We get into like our uh, a Snidely Whiplash mobiles. <laughs> Grant puts on the thrusters, <laughs> wins the race, yeah. and leaves us. Our themed Mario Kart yeah. uh, carts. So. Oh, I put down Mario Karts here. So I love the dialogue. It's like every line is a painting I put down. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, break out some sauce. We're all shook up. Uh, here, Rosie. Here, Rosie. Pop the top before you were, yours blows. Like Yeah. Ev- no, every line is, yeah. is like that. So yeah. eh. so we see that Varla wins the race. She's like, I'm the main bee in charge. Like, calm well, down, ladies. Yeah, not even, like, they, uh, they're they playing chicken. Yeah. Like, uh, Varla drives in between them at, like, a high Rosie speed. and Billy, yeah. And, you know, obviously her two uh, lackeys swerve at the last minute. So mm-hmm. she's like, okay, clearly I still, you yeah. know, I'm so the tough one. So she's, like, unhinged animalistic. Yes. That's the supposed, like, clearly that's what everyone says about her. I don't know. What do you think happened in Varla's past to make her this way? Because she does have a softer side when she's trying to, you know, screw around a bit. Ye- I think, like, yeah. maybe she was jilted a couple times. Well, left. Well, I would I would think to... to mm. I, I hate mean, to probe it, you on that Again, only knowing the the circumstances from other movies like this, if she was, if she was like an exotic dancer in the 60s, she probably had to... You know, she probably moved from place to place and had to, like, do a lot of mm-hmm. fighting or yeah. perhaps killing before. But mm-hmm. we also don't... we, Or maybe she's just pretending to have done that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a softer nougaty center mm-hmm. <laughs> underneath that hard chocolate exterior. Halloween is over, I'm afraid. So. <sighs> All right. Well, Billy can't help but dance. She turns on the radio and does so. And then a car pulls up with Dumb and Dumber <laughs> in the seat. Yeah. Things are she goes, go it's south. my desert fan club, baby. <laughs> I told you I had fans out here. But no, this is Tommy and Linda for doing, no reason. Doing the squeakoid dance. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Tommy and Linda are out, out here for a Mario Kart time trial. <laughs> yes. They're going to record their time because, you know, it's better than racing another person. Well, he's in like a groovy car club and you got to have someone record your time. Yeah. To not race them, but you have to... I guess for the leaderboards, you have to go and post that you beat their time. Yeah. Um, Linda gets the best intro line in the film. Did someone mention my figure? (laughs) Just stumbles out of the car. Um, No one was afraid to be murdered, drugged, or kidnapped back then, I guess. They're just like, Mm -mm. you know, taking it on common courtesy that, oh, we'll race and... We can hang out afterwards. Yeah, well, uh, doesn't... doesn't Tommy? Uh, Linda? Varla? Rosie? Varla Varla or... (laughs) No, uh, Linda, I think. Like, yeah. she she brings up, like... I think, isn't she the one who raises the, the thing of doing a race? Like, he's there for the time mm. trial, but she forgets to time it because yeah. she's, like, 
I think Varla was like that, because Varla had, like, a bloodlust going on. Like, I'll clearly beat you, too. Okay, yeah, so maybe she brings up the race, but then Linda is like, you should race her, it'll be fun. Uh, But it it, it is not fun, so. Another iconic line, honey, we don't like nothing soft. Everything we like is hard. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Like, come on! Like pretzels. And then Linda's, like, talking her head off when she should be timing. I seem to be using all of the oxygen. Like, yeah. why don't we talk like this, Dan, anymore? It's too much effort, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. If only we could go back to yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, initially you think they're going to settle it with a dance-off, but no, Linda's like, I forgot to time you, and then the whole drag race scenario comes on. Not RuPaul's drag race, uh, but a normal drag race. I wouldn't just show up for this podcast. Don't call yourself a maraca, Jonathan, because you're no great shake. <laughs> Perfect, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Pump them out. <laughs> oh, I could see your master in the violin with the string cheese you've been playing over there. <laughs> Come on. We can bang them out like we used to, Dan. Uh, but every line is a sexual innuendo. And of course, the girls and Tommy challenge each other to an external drag race. Uh, Varla is always pissed off. And honey, I'm always ready. <laughs> is spewed in front yeah um manic drag racing ensues it goes on for a little bit too wrong but we got to fill the running time and this movie didn't feel overly long no i I know i watched this on like 1.2 speed which is a miracle of technology with my new like app i think that's how you solve the one piece conundrum dan you just crank it up to 1.2 and you kill 15 minutes instead of 23 Nolan would not approve of that, but... I'm fine with it. Uh, it's the way of the future, Dan. Way of the future. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the Doc Hudson race part mm-hmm. where they gotta... Yeah. They, there's, like, a tire track yeah. set up around where, I guess, the teens go to drag race. Yeah. Uh, Varla plays dirty by taking the turns too close and runs Tommy off the road. Initially, when I watched this, I was like, oh, is Tommy dead? Did he, like, faint from losing his masculinity to a woman? Well, and we do have to remember, uh, maybe, I don't know enough about anything to to make this statement, so I probably shouldn't, but... I'm pretty sure they didn't. They didn't have power steering. I so don't. I don't drive. So like you would you'd be the master. Of that. You would probably be winded after this because yeah. you're you know you're slamming the brakes. Yeah, you're slamming. You're, you're, you're turning the wheel. Yeah. So he. <laughs> but I think it, it. It's more or less like a like a masculinity freakout thing. Yeah. Like he loses the race and then he. He's like. Wow, no. Yeah, and then he's like, defeated. he's like, you know, he does the Mario. Because it's a very, it's a very strange moment because Linda like freaks out because he's like unresponsive in the car. Yeah. And but we, the audience, know he's just like sad. Yeah. He's just like upset that he lost the race. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one's in I'm danger gonna yet. Win. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So it, it yeah, he's just uh, yeah. But he's in his car and seemingly not in a great state. Yeah, and the women accost Linda for no reason. Yeah. Well, well, Varla, I I would assume for the sake of picking a fight, is like, oh, your your uh, hubby there like gunned it too late or something, mm-hmm. and he almost wrecked my fender. Yeah. Because I mean, we know that Varla jumped the the curb or whatever to do that, but. Varla blames the guy for that. She's like, oh, he yeah. he came too close, almost hit me, so <laughs> you're we're going to have to take that. Um, we'll, we'll take the stopwatch as payment. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting trivia that I have for you. Tora Santana, who played Varla, and the actress who plays Linda, comes up later in my notes, Tora actually bullied her like this on the set, so Linda's actress was afraid to go on set every day. 
Okay, well, so that shows. Real yeah. method acting there, just, you know, uh, getting in the House of Gucci vibes, yeah. inhabiting the character. For a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the point of no return. Um, you know, are you related, I have down? I don't know what that means. But the two rumble, with Varla and Tommy rumble, because Tommy comes out to like be like, hand back the stopwatch, young lady. Mm-hmm. But Varla's not having it. She doesn't want a man bossing her around. And they proceed to fight, like, you know, in the sand while no one does anything. Yeah. And, uh... Well, while the other two restrain Linda. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Varla winds up karate chopping Tommy a lot and then snapping his spine. Yeah, in a My very... Spine. Very chiropract kind of... Because she, like, pulls his arms back and then just bends his... I mean... Bombo you heard the spine. Snap. Yeah. He's so, dead. Yeah, he... No, oh, he's dead. Spends the rest of the movie in the trunk. He does, that's true. <laughs> we don't see him again. Yeah. Uh, but Linda passes out after Tommy is killed, is drugged and kidnapped by the ladies. And then we transition smoothly into some Dick Van Dyke music at a gas station. Yeah, goofy gas station man is there. And this dumbass gas attendant, uh, foreshadower, uh, the harbinger, if you will, and if this is the horror movie uh, synopsis equivalent, mm-hmm. comes out and he's like... Oh, well, those are some nice tits there, Sunshine. Like, clearly checking out Varla. Yeah. Like, he's a, a doofy, schemy, a sleazy man, as is most of the men in this movie. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, it's not down there, Columbo. <laughs> Don't look at my tits. The gas is at the front. And Dan's uh, yeah. like, oh, I didn't remember that the gas was up there. Well, that is, yeah, that is, because you'll see that in old movies. The gas tank would have been up near the front or, like, the access to it would for optimal exploding when the car hits something. Uh... But just about about this gas station yes. scene, there because I know the reason for it is that because they're in like an old west set that mm-hmm. this studio had access to, but there is no one else there. No, we never see anyone besides the main gals, this gas station guy, and the, and one family. the boys that we're about yep. to meet. So. Had that been done intentionally, this would have been like a very isolating, suffocating kind of. Because we don't see any other soul. No. We see other... Like, briefly in the opening, we see other cars. Yeah. But they're going away from the action. I also think the desert environment lends itself to that. Yeah. I mean, why would you be living out there when your groceries are an hour and a half away? Is yeah. a question. But, you know, the trains did it to him. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll unpack that. Dan had a lot of uh, mental stress during this movie. Yeah. All the slander against trains. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this dumb gas attendant is no help. Clearly seeing, like, the one drugged young girl in the front seat and being yeah. like, oh, she's a looker. She must get tan all over with all that skin showing. Well, yeah, with the newfangled swimsuits. Yeah. That would have just been invented. <laughs> but Varla toys with her men like she does her food. And then Billy utters the line, we got two more cars to go, eight ball. <laughs> mm. Like, every line is a joy. Varla, Rosie, and Billy plot... Uh, what to do with Linda and the corpse in their trunk very loudly, mind you. But don't worry, he's dumb. He won't pick up. Yeah. He's dumb, not deaf, Dan. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Billy falls for a stud who's, like, wandering onwards. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I do refer to this stud who's referred to as the vegetable because, you know, he has a mental handicap. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they were referring to his father who's in a wheelchair. And how did you describe this pairing, Dan? A certain anime reference? Uh, Elder Tagoro and Tagoro, uh, younger Tagoro. See, yeah, it because all... They're ca- he's carrying around the... It one, yeah. all ties together, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? We, we, we try. Yeah. We try our best. Um, but uh, this gas station attendant fills us in with all the backstories saying that this wheelchair-bound father, you know, he saved a young girl at a train. Mm-hmm. He was trying to catch a train from a train, but he fell on the tracks, broke his spine, and then inherited... 
Well, he got a settlement. Yeah, he got a settlement from the train train station, which apparently makes him loaded, even though he lives out in the middle of Bumblefuck, California. Well, as far as as far as the main characters think, he's loaded. Yeah, and then this woman like left on the next train. Yeah. And that's, like, apparently the main crux of the film. But, uh, you know, Varla hears money, she gets the Wario coins, dollar signs in her eyes, mm-hmm. and goes, Girls, I've got a plan. Follow, but not too close, because it's flat land and no one will see us coming. Yeah. Um, so, the gal's idea is, like, you know, they arrive at this, they see the guys, or the elder and younger Tagoro pull mm-hmm. up in their house in the distance, and they say, you know, I'll never knock muscle, but there's a lot of bread around here, Dan. We've got we got stakes to make a claim here. Yeah, and they'll they're going to keep Linda because mm-hmm. like she'll be our cover story. Yeah, like you know, while they hunt for like the hidden money because you know whoever has money is guaranteed to hide it out here. Well, yeah, gas station guy implies that he's like there's no bank around here yeah. for them to put anything in, so uh, we can only we you know the locals have assumed that he's just hiding it somewhere, maybe yeah. under his mattress. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Uh, Linda wakes up, is threatened and bound and gagged. Very. Russ Meyer's situation going on, old noir uh, feels and vibes. Uh, the old man is living in a dump, and there's many places to hide the loot out here. So, you know, she gets too physical, Dan. Give her a pill. And then we get Billy going, yeah, 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 the yellow one's for the waking up. What you gonna, uh, do you got a pill in there for sin, Varla? Yeah. Why, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you listen, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is like exactly how I talk to you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. So I thought you were getting like flashbacks to that. But anyways, you know, they Varla goes off and is like trying to get a lay of the land with Rosie uh, while Billy watches the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosie tries to warn Billy about going too far with Varla, um, and the old man lives with the vegetable and his older brother, Kirk, or his older son, Kirk, who goes out to get groceries, like, we see the back of him for a second, but he's off the ranch for a while. We know that he likes reading books, that's, we briefly get Yeah, he's a book-learning type. He's drifting away from us because he likes books, so... Uh, Varla Snoops in Wheelchair Man is worried about Kirk killing him and taking the money, even though Kirk seems like he's in the wrong movie. Yeah. And like the upstanding son for no reason. Yeah. Um, the vegetable pulled the mice and men and accidentally killed his last girlfriend and his mother, as we learn later on. So he has like a... Yeah, well, his mother yeah. died in childbirth. But he also it, killed another lady. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't remember if that was, I don't, I mean, again, and you can clarify if that was an ex-girlfriend or a girl they had well, kidnapped before. I don't like know a, if it's either or, but he's like the one before you did the same thing. Yeah, you got to learn how to calm down. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the vegetable pulled the mice man and actually, yeah, I put that down, and then um, wheelchair swears revenge against all women because that one woman jilted him yes and left him in this chair but you are in that chair dan you are in that chair well and it establishes that these are not a sympathetic bunch technically like i you know if 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 our main characters are going to do something to screw them over then you know yeah they are you know because the, the father has seemingly had a thing with with hurting women since mm-hmm. the train incident happened. <laughs> the so. train incident of 1954. The train got away with it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> as I often do. Yeah. Is there no justice? Is there no peace? <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, Varla gets got. She's snooping around mm-hmm. through like a clearly obvious window. Snooping as usual. Yeah. yeah, and gets caught and then has a discussion with like 
wheelchair and wheelchair goes on a ranch like oh they let him vote they let him smoke and drive and even wear pants that's what we get for giving a democrat into the office yeah. and dan goes you know much hasn't changed since then yeah yeah it's yeah it's so uplifting but they do get to use his water uh yes his tank don't yeah. worry i'm taking a eye on the water gauge out there you know, <laughs> it was like, I'll be charging you by the drop. Yeah, well, you know, and I know, and she was like, yeah, we've been cruising through the desert and we were running hot. And I, and again, I'm not the brightest, so I, I, mm. I heard that, like, did you have to put water in old cars to make sure that they didn't over it? But then I'm like, oh, no, she means they're hot. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of looking at Dan and going, did you get that, this movie? Did you get that? Did you understand the sexual innuendo? <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. So, uh, Billy is washing up and really enjoying it in this dirty, <laughs> this dirty tanker yeah, of water. The, the tetanus water. She <laughs> is enjoying herself. She's like, I've never had a better shower in my life! Yeah. She's living free, Dan. Yeah. You know, she's very hedonistic. Yes. Yeah. They all have their vices. Yeah. You know, uh, Rosie's Italian, so. <laughs> and a vampire, so. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they let Linda free for some washing up, and you think Rosie's first language is English or Italian, Dan? Did you notice? Uh, I don't remember. Or Transylvanian. Yeah. Like, did you think that was her real accent, or was she putting that on? Okay, I'm assuming this is... It's played by Haji, another famous, you know, actress out there. Uh, Maybe, I want to say fake accent? I think it was fake. Uh, It was very overly done Italian. Because it wasn't consistent. Yeah. Because, again, sometimes it was just a regular Italian accent, other times it it was the... Is that what you want? Yeah, like it was like that kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, we watched Moonstruck. You think you would be able to clue into a real Italian accent? When... Yeah, I thought, yeah, a clue into a real vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why we watched Dracula, the Bram Stoker version, yeah. man. Come on. Uh, but Linda's having a real Jonathan moment, like, let me go, please. <laughs> I yeah. won't tell a soul. Uh, but they will let her go after the business is here. Billy is assigned to watch over Linda again. Keep her thinking she's gotten a chance to live. Yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah. So they are going to dispose of her yeah. afterwards, but they convince yeah. her they're not going to. Yeah, that old man's got a thing for women. And of course, the old man rolls on up. You girls a bunch of nudists are your lacking clothes. Yeah. Like, very skeevy old man going on here. Uh, Why was that girl bound and gagged, huh? (laughs) Tell me that story. And they, like, revealed their plot as, like, oh, she's a senator's daughter. Yeah, yeah. She's the daughter of a politician. We're returning her home because her boyfriend died in, like, an auto racing accident. Yeah. Uh, But we don't don't want to attract any media attention to the the father, so we're going to bring her back... Later today, before, mm-hmm. before... Oh, no, after dark, yeah. we'll bring her back. Yeah. Um, of course, as you were wont to do if you're ever, like, on an abandoned ranch somewhere, they're invited to dinner, to lunch. Yes. And they're like, sure, we'll come to lunch. Is it formal dressing, or should we wear what we have? And, you know, we're never one for formalities around here, Dan. Yeah, you'll be dining with the crew. And, of course, during this scene, we get, like, ass and vagina shots. Yes. The camera <laughs> exclusively almost does that, so... Yeah. Um, but, you know, they want to go there, they want to, like, build trust with the old man in order to find where his riches are hidden. Um, and then we get the rosy line, I don't thrust him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust him. Uh, Billy and Varla on pins and needles, Billy feeling like she's gonna make the banana split real soon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. These cats really cramp my style. Yeah, like, like, Billy is, uh, she's like, I got a feeling my contract's about to expire with these two. Like, it's all, it's all just, 
I don't know, innuendo that, like, uh, you know, the time to get a new contract is coming up real, like, I don't know, it was just, yeah. it was all that. I'm a free agent. Yeah. Like, Dan's so. looking back and forth, like, what are they saying? Are they speaking English? This, this dialogue is too complex for me. I, mean, and I was right there in the midst of it, I had to explain to Dan. But, um, you know, they show up, and we get this weird monologue between wheelchair and the vegetable mm -hmm. going like... You know, we'll make ill use of these ladies. Like, a real rapey vibe is going on here. Yeah. Like, we'll use them and then ditch them out here. Those ribbons will untie in the desert somewhere. Is that the part where he says that Linda looks like the one that he yes. tried to save? Yes. Okay. And then we get a deeper monologue later on. Mm -hmm. But, yes, that does happen. Um, so then Billy and Linda show up. Uh, Billy clearly wants to go around with the vegetable because he's a real hunk of man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll leave you here, Linda. It's fine. This old man with a shotgun won't do you any harm. Yeah. Uh, we then get the line like, oh, you know, you had a double dose of everything with something left over as Billy watches the veg work out. Yeah, he's working out and then uh, she's just walking around him like, oh, you could use an agent. You could <laughs> like, we could go places because you can lift things or... Mm. Maybe sexually, maybe it's clearly I some sexually, other scam. Dan, your uh, innocent mind, uh, <laughs> the yeah. mind of a babe. <laughs> well, okay, but the way with with, with the, the like the New York accent and everything, it sounds like she's either propositioning him or she's like uh, she's like we're we're gonna go start like some kind of traveling scam where I, you're lifting. Th but I don't think so, Dan. Uh, but yeah, you got two of everything: a double dose of this, a little bit of two ears, two eyes. Uh, I don't know. So <laughs> it's a very weird little scene. Outside mid seduction, Linda pushes wheelchair and flees, and then there's whole unfinished business scene where you know Linda's running off. And they're like, we gotta get her. So, like, the enemies combined together. Yes. Like, she wronged me, so we're gonna get her good. Um, Linda runs into another man pulling in and comes clean about the whole situation. Like, there's a bunch of murderers out there driving the opposite direction. And the man, being a 1960s man, is like, calm down. You're clearly having a psychotic break. You're yeah. a woman. You're over-emotional. Like... Yeah, you're having a fit. Yeah. Calm down. We'll, we'll talk this out. And it turns out that the man who picked up her uh, is uh, Wheelchair's other, other son, Kirk. And you just got Texas Chainsaw Massacred, yeah, sweetie. He brings her back to the house. Like, clearly would have known that driving in that direction was not a good thing. But she gets there. Varla, Varla and Rosie pull up and they're like, where the fuck did she go, you idiots? Yeah, it, it, no, she ran off. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't. I, and then wheelchair guy is like, I, I didn't I didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm and Varla's like, oh, I'm sure you didn't. Yeah. You, you yeah, had you a old, shotgun in her stomach, huh? Uh, but you, you're innocent. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what a dumbass. Varla, of course, snatches Linda, and uh, Wheelchair tries to talk down Kurt, like, what is there to expect, son? Like, she's a senator's daughter. They don't want a lot in the paper. Yeah. Making sad eyes while Kurt is out getting groceries. And then, much like if Dan ever leaves this podcast, <laughs> uh, Varla beats Linda to the score. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. Some slaps. Don't you ever walk out on me again. <laughs> Um, Don't get any ideas. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, Taurus Santana was apparently a real bully to Linda Susan Bernard, who played Linda... Uh, Susan Bernard, who played Linda mm -hmm. on set during this. And the vegetable and Billy are screwing by the choo-choo. 
Well, they almost are. Again, we don't yeah. get... There's no more nudity aside from the shower part. Yeah. But and it, it sends vegetable into a tizzy, and it's like, it's it's only a choo-choo, Dan. I'll buy you one. But then uh, Tagoro's like, I, I, uh, my father gets angry whenever a train passes yeah, by. And He's, here's he where I said it's a real Boo Radley type, and you said Majin Boo? Well, okay. And the, I said, read a book, Well, Dan. the Bobbity and the Boo thing is the... Okay, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's but, a real stretch on this podcast. But it was an interesting... Th- because, uh, you know, again, once again, the trains are being blamed for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the trains keep getting away. They keep rolling. Mm. No, but th- no, but then and then the father does literally do the whole motive rant about... Those big steaming yep. uh, smoke bellowing machines yeah. keep going and they never stop. I put I, down I, angry monologue about trains. <laughs> trains can't keep getting away with yeah, this. Yeah, trains can't keep getting away with it. Well, he's like, you know, I saved that girl. I got crippled for it. And then she left me. And I'm like, yeah, of course she left you. You probably accosted her, pushed her into the train tracks. And I was like, bye. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, this guy probably wasn't that great to begin with. So... I, I don't, but but again, yeah, yeah trains. And uh, Varla and Rosie are out, off taking another water tank bath before lunch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to get rid of Linda later. We're going to use her at dinner to distract the old man, but we're going to dump her somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, this also lends to like the the comparison of us three as friends. It's like me and Grant are talking. <laughs> and then I'm. You're off somewhere. With you know, trains. With a choo-choo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this okay when because Varla is the one showering this time, yes. and then we get the thing that like Rosie is like like you know like into has a her. bit of a heart, yeah, and like quite literally because later on when they they have a fight over dinner, we get the implication that Rosie is following Varla because she okay. might have feelings for her. Yes, so it, it's, you picked up on the lesbianism. Uh, yeah, because mm. she well because well well I mean it's uh, Rosie's like watching Varla like you know yeah jealousy yeah, right? yeah. so it's. And, and then uh, Billy does like the oh well your one outlet just walked out the yeah. door with the so yeah very good eyes Dan I try sometimes yeah. <laughs> so it's lunchtime and what a spread they got celery chicken slabs of butter grapes yeah <laughs> everything you could want for lunch uh, yeah, very awkward meal. Yeah. Dan, do you want a breast or a thigh? They both look juicy. Mm. They No, the lines don't stop. The oh lines, like... He doesn't sow, does he? Only his wild oats. Yeah, every, every exchange at this dinner table is just like a... Is another one of those. So. And Linda's just trying to eat. Well, yeah, not <laughs> Given even. Given the stink she's, eye. She's just ter- understandably terrified. Yeah. Don't worry about her. She's just passed out from shock. <laughs> and and Billy is drinking out of the same gross wine bottle that yeah. wheelchair father is drinking yeah. out so of. So it's like you know it's like Thanksgiving dinner this year. So it's literally going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, and then and, 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 and it escalates to a fight. And so then, you know, Dan, this is what you have to propose at Thanksgiving: a drink to trains. They're big, fast, and strong, and they make a lot of noise. Well, yeah, that would be popular. But I, I, again, it's okay. That's where he. Yeah. Those big belching machines. Well, no, that comes beforehand. Okay, like, there's yeah. tons of trains things in there, but trains come up at dinner again. But this is all, like, this is, the dinner table, uh, as per good dinner conversation, is where he reveals that the son yes. killed his mother during yeah, childhood. Yeah, he was too big. He was big then, he's big now. He, he doesn't know what he did, but I hate him. Yeah. I hate him, Dan. So from his mother's un- womb untimely ripped Shakespearean parallels. Yeah. In this script. But, uh... You know, Varla's cl- flirting with Clerk, Kirk, flirting with Kirk. Yeah. So I, I have to say, like, she was snubbed in the past, clearly. 
Like yes. she's like, I never met a man who can keep up with me or was as like powerful and as loose as me. Maybe you can give me a go one time. Maybe it's distraction. Maybe it's, you know, she genuinely has feelings for this man. Yeah. Or wants to like, yeah. you know, change her ways. I was just thinking of all the other double entendres they're doing throughout <laughs> the entire, like, I got quite an appetite, and then wheelchair father's like, well, the food you eat goes to the right places. places. Yeah. Uh, there's a, again, every every single thing. Yeah. And then, like, you know, as I said, Vegetable comes, uh, the wheelchair comes clean about his son Vegetable, and he's like, I hate him, and then I put down, is this a Sam Shepard play? It's literally Buried Child, if you've ever read that. You yeah. need to, like, tune in. I know that's a culture reference, Dan, but uh, well, <laughs> maybe read a play once in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Varla maneuvers Kirk outside. Billy is drunk hedonism to a T. So like me as I record this podcast to put up with Dan. <laughs> well, yeah, and she she's like uh, you know telegraphing to the person she's holding hostage. Yeah. Like I'm almost at the passing out point. Yeah, you can really run away at this point. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Billy's I, Billy's not the best. I at mean, this. I love Rosie <laughs> in this scene too because she's like, "You're bugged down on sauce." <laughs> You drink too much sauce, yeah. <laughs> you drink too much blood, and Billy's about to pass out. Varla and Kirk are getting hot and heavy. Kirk is in a different movie as a loving son. This is like the Lifetime movie equivalent of Kirk. Yeah, the actor is much more serious than yeah. the other people, so... Yeah, and Varla's, like, revealing, like, I want everything, or as much as I get, and they have a literal role in the hay. Yes. Uh, Rosie is on looking, spurned by jealousy over Kirk or Varla, question mark, lesbian overtones. Yes. That Dan was clearly picking up on. Uh, Rosie discovers that Linda is gone again, and Vidge and his son hunt her down with Rosie. Varla and Kirk run off, and the old man mentions that Linda reminds him of a girl who he saved that day, but got hit by the train. So, like, more... Yeah. More vengeance plot going on. Uh, oh, I do like this line from Varla. Like, my sounds like my motor's getting revved up. That'd make twice in one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Vidge Jr. tackles Linda. Just physically tackles her when she's, like, trying to run away in the desert. Yes, and she kind of manages to... Fight, fight him, him off, off sort yeah. of yeah and uh, wheelchair crawls out of the car after them for some reason for, yeah for reasons like, we get don't him, get him get her boy get her I, I just g- like that one got me i mean i guess that's just the, like how animalistic he is at that point like he's literally he's like so hyped to see this happen that he mm-hmm. crawls out of the, the truck so yeah. He, okay yeah uh varla's riding with kirk and ask why he just didn't take the money and run and he's never thought of such a thing like i wouldn't leave my dad and my brother behind yeah. I'm a good person. And he keeps reinforcing that his brother is not beyond saving. Yeah. Like, his brother can be, you know, yeah. helped. Because I think I think what's implied is that a lot of the brother's problems are because the father just didn't fucking care. Like, he yeah. just did he nothing to help dad. him. wasn't a good Yeah, so. Clearly. Um, and Veg Jr. starts crying and apologizes for scaring Linda. He's like, I'm not so bad. Like, I don't mean what I do. Yeah. I have a lot of trauma in my life. It's a real Frankenstein monster shot with like, don't come any closer. Quite literally. Just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to kill me, kill me. And <laughs> put down like, as they're talking about the trains, this is the part where you brought up that train was acquitted and got away with it. <laughs> always the trains <laughs> yeah uh and you know while this sab story is happening varla pulls another jonathan move and is like just laughing like you idiots what you're all getting sappy yeah so yeah she yeah she for no other reason than just to insult them yeah. she's just standing there like <laughs> but kirk arrives and says he'll take linda and have veg committed because it's the best thing to do of course wheelchair says well good luck getting back to the ranch 
I, I hid the, the car keys. Yeah, I, I slipped threw them the, away. Slipped them down my bo- uh, bodice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll never find them now. <laughs> a real booby trap. Uh, Varla offers to drive them all back, but, you know, making the one good choice in this movie because she would have clearly killed them both or something. Yeah. They're like, no, we'll walk. And Linda is being corrupted because she's like, I don't care if I'd have to crawl over glass to get away from you. And she catches herself for a moment. Yeah, she gets the Jonathan, don't touch me. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be to be rid of uh, Varla. Varla tells the gals. Oh, so Varla rides back and she meets Billy and Rosie again and says like, all right, we're going to murder everyone's here. We need a clean slate and then we're just drive off. Billy's against it. Yeah. She goes, we can't have four dead bodies pulled up. Like we might as well don't. And she goes, all right, I'm going to call it splits here. I'll take the gas, baby. Anyway, I'm having trouble sleeping. Yeah, another podcast moment. She's like, I work. Be- I might work better as a one-woman yeah. show, and yeah. then backs away. And then I pull the Gloria Swanson, <laughs> Sunset Boulevard, no one ever leaves a star, Dan. Bang, bang. <laughs> well, not even she yeah, throws throw- a knife. A uh, little uh, drummer voice. <laughs> Just oh, like, too soon, too soon. But yeah, she, Farla throws a spine, uh, throws a knife into Billy's spine. Yeah. And she's dead. You killed her. Yeah. And and Rosie is clearly shocked by this. Yeah. Rosie, like... And, like, of course, uh, Wheels and Veg pull up. I'm sorry. Veg and his son. The Tagoros pull up. Yeah. And, the, and they're, the, yeah. they don't even notice the dead body at first. They're like, oh, another one's dead. Because we think that they were going to be left in the desert, but obviously, like, Elder had the the keys. Yeah. So it was nothing. Did but. you love the stage whisper from Varla, though? Like, yeah, we're doing fine. Run them over with your car. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get away. And Rosie's like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. But uh, they do this and we have the slowest stakes like, speed chase of all time. It's like the fucking, uh, at the end of Batman Returns. It's you, like, you gotta describe r- what happens. Running over people with yeah. a car. Uh, Varl, isn't that a little, no, it's a lot. <laughs> and shoots her with the umbrella. But yeah. no, go on. <laughs> no, no, you explain what happens to <laughs> Wheelchair. Oh, uh, he he's like, he, he's, okay. So uh, Tagoro Jr. walks over to Billy who he had briefly had a thing yeah. with. Frankenstein's monster throwing the girl in the lake. He, you know, he sees that she has the knife in her. She's not moving. Like, he he knows that something horrible has happened. Um, and uh, Varla and Rosie are in the car, slowly uh, <laughs> slowly, very uh, slow, wheelchair in it. And then when he tries to, like, make a, a sudden move to go get his shotgun, they run him over. Not, like, uh, you know, they very they early Hollywood run him over where they hit him, the dummy goes, blah, and then he falls off to the side with yeah. no blood or anything. And then what's in the wheelchair? The money. The money's in the chair. What's in the chair, Dad? Yeah, but that's where he was keeping his cash stash. I mean, that's where we'd keep our money in the Amiibos. Yeah. No exactly. one would ever look there. And the giant Ike statue. That's right. <laughs> oh, coming this summer. Yes. <laughs> a new centerpiece to fill the void. The Hedora figure is... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, he is he is dispatched and mm-hmm. Varla has seemingly claimed the dosh that she wanted. Yeah, so. she goes, you know, take care of the other one. Get the knife. For some reason, Get yeah. the knife and I'll get the dough. <laughs> she liked that knife. And, you know, Rosie listens. But then Rosie has a heart. Like, she walks over to the veg and is like, the knife. We need to pull it out of her it's not right and the veg even asks like is it your knife she's like no no not me but the right thing would be to like take it out yeah and give like, it to and give it yeah, to me and, but i mean here in like 60s movie land you'd be like oh when i say give me the knife he's yeah. clearly going to stab me in the the chest yeah which the veg then does and rosie passes away she's yes. passed away 
and and Varla is pulling away. She sees what has happened and yeah. is enraged because she, I guess, did care about about Varla mm-hmm. or, uh, about Rosie. Yeah, she cares about Varla more. But yeah. she cared about Rosie. <laughs> Varla cares about Varla. <laughs> One thing on her mind, and then she pulls a scary movie and tries to smush him like a taco, a sandwich. How is he split? Yeah, the the truck is is the only thing keeping him together at this point. So. Yeah, but like we get this like tense action scene where the veg fends off this revving car, causing it to stall and like the floor, the the dirt. Yeah, like like she she attempts to pin him against this wall, but he is able to like hold the car off yeah. long enough that the wheel, the back wheels, sink into the sand. And we don't know if he dies. She says that later, like he's twisted up like a pretzel. Um, or like dies from exhaustion or lives. I I would assume it would either be exhaustion or he like pulls his arm or his back yeah. or something because he he crawls away but and he's very gives, clearly gives, messed up. She gives the biblical reference of two out of three falls. I don't know if you Protestants know about Jesus, but he fell three times. I've bit. heard things, but All right, well, you know, <laughs> gotta educate, gotta elucidate on this pod. But he's presumably out of commission. That's what she says. Yeah. I mean, either way it could happen, but we never see we never see a body, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, Linda and whatever his name is, Tommy, Kirk, Kirk, sorry, Tommy's the original guy, are on their way back and it's like, oh, it's my brother, clearly driving the car like he never did. (laughs) Wait a minute, my brother doesn't have a rack like that, it's Varla. (laughs) Oh no! And they run, they flee as Varla laughs maniacally, and then they run to where but the train tracks, and Dan goes, oh my god, is the train gonna get the final kill in this movie? And that's what I thought was gonna, like, I I, I assume... If I could end this movie, maybe it could have ended like that? Like, Varla, consumed by vengeance, is chasing them, like, driving down the train track, and then the train's coming... The Linda and Kirk flee, yeah. but then like Varla, like the wheel gets stuck, and she's yeah. like, "I won't leave my money." Yeah, I, and the money bag is stuck in like yeah. the passenger seat or and something. The and the train too. No, but that doesn't happen. I feel like that happens in a movie. Yeah, I, don't I feel know. like that's the. I don't know what that movie is, but yeah, but I feel like it has happened. Throw but... Mama from the train? No. I <laughs> uh, no that no that was yeah. <laughs> the Orient Express. The train plays a small part in Throw Mama from the train. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> Mama the, the Polar the Express. Um, <laughs> It's hot chocolate, Dan. Coming to the uncanny anime <laughs> viewing near you. Uh, but Varla's tub-thumping along, and I'm like, Serpentine! Serpentine! Maybe it'll be better if we split up! But no. Their love has kept them together, and their trauma has kept them together. And I do feel like if they did go, if they did split, then Varla would just run over Linda. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know, the, the ingenue would die. Yeah. But uh, Kirk is the only one left as Varla and Kirk tussle. And, you know... Varla's keeping it up. She's like, all right, I'm going to ring your bell for the last time, honey. <laughs> yeah, she almost does the eagle claw grip yeah, on him. She's but... doing uh, Miss Piggy Kung Fu, to which yeah. we say, like, <laughs> you know, our the podcast idea that I have in mind, and, you know, I mentioned this before, is we take a movie and we replace everyone but one character with Muppets. Yeah. I think that would be a good time. I think that would we, be... We watch a movie and we, like, give our cast synopsis on who we That would be an experience. Why. No one's done it yet. <laughs> it's... And I think that's, like, a hot... You know, a hot tamale in the room. I, well, and someone listening to this podcast hears us bring yeah. that up. They're like, oh, God. God. Yeah. <laughs> Tunes off immediately. Hey, you know what? If, if we don't swing, then we're guaranteed to miss. Right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, it'd be a fun time. It would be. It would be. I completely agree. Yeah. But before Varla can kill Kirk, Linda hops into the truck where, you know, we're like, thank God Linda did something. Completing mm-hmm. her full, like, circle. The denouement, as yeah. it will. Um, she runs into a truck and then runs over Varla. Yeah. Who tries to kill in her last murderous breath, but succumbs. Yes. 
And now there's blood on Linda's hands. So the cycle continues. Yeah, the Ouroboros continues to eat its own tail. She has killed. She is obviously shaken by yeah. that fact. And Kirk is like, I, I mean, as best it can. Yeah. It's okay now. She goes, it's okay. Varla wasn't human. She was an animal. Yeah. She was animalistic through and through. You know, that murderous revenge that the narrator told us about. Yeah. Could be anyone. Anywhere. Could, yeah. Even at this table. <laughs> I jump at Dan. But, uh, you know, what was her deal? Is there a morality play to be here to end up the plot synopsis? What do you think is the greater moral of the story? If there is one. I, I a cycle of violence, I guess? Yeah. Will the circle be unbroken? <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, maybe? Because, mm. but we, we, I don't know if we know enough about Kirk to, like, say that. Because he... He's been enabling his family for a while, and it, it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's a bigger question mark than just, like, a happy mm. ending. Because mm. um, Linda, we don't see her safely get home, no. we don't see any, it's just kind of, everyone is messed up by yeah. this, so. Yeah, everyone suffers, but I, I think it's, you know, it gets more credit than I gave it credit for the mm-hmm. first few times I watched, now that I'm slightly inebriated and watching with company. Mm-hmm. This is a better movie. This might be our best Sinister Six. I would say, yeah. This, yeah. No, this has legitimately this is a been... a solid one, yeah. yeah. A very fun... Uh, it's it, no Popeye, I'll give it that. Yeah, movie <laughs> experience. I, it's, it's definitely watch it with people, yeah. because I think that that, you know, you need that extra energy for some of the parts. Yeah. Friends that you can make japes with mm. can ease it. Um, ease into yeah, like but a that's tight-fitting pair of jeans. As as is the case with a lot of these like C-grade '60s like crime thrillers, it it, it you, I it, I think a lot of them are helped by having people there to yeah. to bounce things off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I agree. Um, I think this was part of a trilogy that never got made. Okay. I don't think it was ever completed. But like I said, these gals and these tropes pop up in Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Mm-hmm. And clearly Quentin Tarantino inspiration here and John yeah. Waters inspiration here yeah. with like the murderous woman on the run in the yeah. desert. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah. definitely. And I feel like tons of other... Yeah. Again, the main example that came to mind was the girl with the golden boots. Yep. A few other MST3K ones that, you know, go-go dancers get into some kind of thing and there's murder. Mm-hmm. Like what we th- what I thought Showgirls was going into it, but, but... not really. What a, what a double bill with Showgirls, though. Yeah. I'm really hitting the theme here. If you pick my third one out of the hat next time, it'll be the trifecta. Yeah, because those three would make a. I mean, Dan might know what I put in the hat. It's the Trinity for yeah, one so. time, but um, if Dan picks, then it'll truly be a trifecta. But that's a that's a deal for a different day, Dan. Mm-hmm. I've got these checks to cash at the bank as I gestate towards my bazongas. <laughs> um, but before we go, and Dan leaves us a little hint for what's to come next week, where can our audience find us on social media? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account and our Facebook page. Mm, say it like a mean it, Dan. <laughs> Speak from your chest. <laughs> well, you got enough of that for both of us, son. Mm, thank you. <laughs> You know, I always ask for a double serving at dinner. <laughs> Anyone for seconds? <laughs> Come up and fuck me in the blank sometime. <laughs> wow. Hey. Uh, anyways, I'm Jonathan Gwikowski. I'm here all week. 
<laughs> you can find me at <laughs> losing my mind jk on instagram drink and read jk on twitter losing my mind jk i think on the tiktok yeah check me out on the tiktok and i've got a few podcasts i got nightcaps at the theater where we take a look at similar movies to these while getting a little jizzy drunk and uh, i got another podcast swinging at you real time like tarzan on a vine uh it's called drink and read and i think you know what our second book is gonna be i'll say there's a sandworm involved <laughs> oh but i've said too much i've said too much uh, Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Dad. I, I tried to think of a book in it. I, it just didn't come what to me. What a shock. I, huh? I, tried, I tried to think of any book. <laughs> and I panicked. I was like... It's a real Boo Radley. Just, Majin just, just, Boo? Just, no, Dan. Just, just name a book. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love never dies? I don't... <laughs> So. Someday, then. Someday. <laughs> I must rest. Yeah. All right, well. Any hints, or are we keeping the same thing um, for next week? Well, the pod is mostly... Um, the same. Remain the same. <laughs> uh, again, the I... The cheese stands alone, huh? Yeah, I tend to keep everything, like, sci-fi, adventure, yes. and then perhaps horror. a crime one, mm-hmm. or horror. It, uh, they, you know, if they don't overlap too much... Um, so, again, without stacking the deck, you're in for probably two very boring choices or Great. one okay choice. Wow. Uh, but at, such is the way of Sinister Six. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm bringing art to this podcast and you're bringing chips and dip. <laughs> I'm stuck in the 60s lingo, Dan. <laughs> uh, the only dip around here is you. So. <laughs> I got the gravy. You better mash. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, God. <laughs> I got a train to Charleston to catch. We'll see you next time. More like a Charleston chew. Mm. Fat ass. <laughs>